Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hey, hello, hi, welcome back. It's a good game, nice try. I'm Sonia. As always, Aaron is Aaron's hanging out here. He's giving me a very disapproving look. It's not a disapproving look. It's just more disappointment. Oh. Because people don't know this. But before we started recording, you, me, and our producer Jen were all talking about the new craze that's sweeping the nation. Oh boy, it's Pokemon Snap. I wouldn't say it's a new craze. Well, fine, fine. It's everybody's loving Pokemon Snap, and I know I'm going in hard immediately, but... I I love how you say it's sweeping the nation, but it it came out in 99. Pokemon Snap is new. Well, I mean, like the reboot... Came out last week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. And, and it's, it's exciting. And I don't know how you're not excited about it. And it's sweeping the nation. Again. The renaissance it deserves. <laughs> Continuing to sweep the nation. So we're, you're coming in real hot on, on Pokemon Snap. What's your deal? I'm tired of hearing about Pokemon. Because, you know, the other big thing going on right now are these Pokemon cards. Everyone is uh, losing their mind about Pokemon cards. These 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 companies that grade professionally grade cards are like getting this is a real thing like 500,000 cards a week to be professionally yeah. graded. Explain to me, Jen and Sonia. Yeah. Explain to me first of all how you got into Pokemon and second of all what you love about it. I mean, I I started just collecting cards. Middle school, I went to um, my local nerd shop, Future Pastimes. Shout out to Sarnia. Hell yeah. And I, they had this wheel that you could spin, and you would win Pokemon cards. And I would go in like once or twice a week, and I would try That's and spin cool. it and win stuff. And one time, I got a holographic Blastoise, and it was <gasps> the coolest shit. And I loved it. So I started <sighs> collecting more and I got super, super into it. And I, I loved N64. So I loved yes. all Pokemon games, especially Pokemon Snap. Pokemon um, Snap, the best one. Yeah. What about you? I, yeah, I, I mean, I got into it through, I never really was into like the TV shows and movies, but I got into it through the trading cards too. I, at my local toy store in New Jersey, <gasps> so into it. I had a binder yep. with a holographic, a Charmander sticker that was my prized possession. Mm-hmm. I would carry it around with me everywhere. 
Wait, I wish I need to find it. Jen, what's your favorite Pokemon? Is it is it Charmander Char- I mean, still? Char- I mean, the cliche one is Charmander. He's just so cute. And especially in Pokemon Snap when in the original where he's like in the volcano and you have to just, oh my God. It's real cute. I love it. It's real cute. He's so cute. He dances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved Pokemon Snap because there were so many little things that blew your mind as a kid. Like I remember there was one where you're on a raft and you're going through yes. and you have to throw it at the wall and it hits a Pokemon out and you wouldn't have known otherwise. Yes. Oh, it's so good. Yes. But you, Blake, you never played it. Such a hater. No, this- I've never played Pokemon. <laughs> the thing that I have a hard time wrapping my mind around, it's like... <laughs> I'm gonna sound Go like, on. Could continue. Yeah. I'm going to sound like such an asshole or more of an asshole. But like... It's these, like, the little animals, right? They're like, Uh the little animals are like, oh, I'm a fire animal, and I turn into another animal, and then I'm water. Like, and then the trainers and stuff. First of all, if you're a trainer, fight your own battles. Don't let, don't, it's like, it's like you're making these animals fight each other. I'm out for that. I'm out for that. If it was like just the animals fighting, then I'm fine. It's kind of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. It's they're choosing to fight each other. I don't mm. like humans making animals fight. Maybe they don't want to fight. Maybe they want to be friends. I don't agree with that whole thing. Hmm. So it's a moral issue for you. Pokemon is a moral it's, issue. I'd, but like, let, let's back up. Let's back up. If you take the Pokemon out of it, right? And you, tra- uh, okay. you translate. Out of Pokemon. We take Pokemon out of Pokemon. Continue, yes. That, that's correct. If you, t- if you take, if you, instead of making it imaginary animals and you make it like kittens fighting to the death. Pokemon aren't, they're not they don't fighting die. to the death. What are they doing? They faint. It's just like, yeah, they just faint and then get. Sorry. Oh, they quote unquote faint. Wake up. Wake up. They faint. They're fine. Pokemon snap. Okay. Pokemon mm-hmm. snap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is Pokemon snap? For those of us who don't know, what is it? What are you doing? Are you fighting? Are you taking? Well, you're going around like a Pokemon-esque adventure. Uh, is it, It's Professor Oak, right? Professor Oak, yeah. Yeah. He's the one who, like, judges the photos. Mm-hmm. So you go and take photos and capture yeah. photos of Pokemon, and you're out adventuring, and there's so okay. many Easter eggs. And, and you, yeah, you have to do certain things to, like, wake up certain ones or, like, throw three Pokeballs in the lava to get, like, a Charizard. Like, it's very you cool. know, just the run, run-of-the-mill stuff. Yeah, classic. Normal, every classic. Day. Three poke, three three poke in the magma. But, yeah. So let me just get this straight. Everyone is losing their minds over a game where you're f- fucking taking pictures of little fake animals. Is that the it's deal? It's like traveling. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you can just go is to it? a new world and is there's it? sightseeing. You're an adventure photographer. That's it. If anything, you would like it because there's no fight to the death. There's no fight to the death. It's like a Ooh. step under Nat Geo. You're Wait basically just exactly. wandering, taking cute. Photos. You know, wait a second. It's so relaxing. Wait yeah. a second. You guys, you guys might you have might we sold something you? Here. It's more just like taking photos, taking photos of stuff. Yeah. Oh. In their natural habitat. Oh. Yeah. It's more of a conservation effort a, than anything. <laughs> well, you know what? I because you know what? In real life, I like taking photos. Yeah. And I do like traveling. Well, uh, I think this is, this is your way you. in. Interesting. Okay. Wow. First step, Pokemon Snap. Second, binder with a sticker on it. It's You're one, on your way. One step away. <laughs> next next Good Game Nice Try episode, I'm like, guys, 
Look at my new squintment. Look, I got a new, squintment. I got a new, I got a new hologram coiled squintment. It a sounds like you squintment. made ointment out of Squirtle, and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, that's a moral issue for me. That's a moral issue for me. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to give Pokemon Snap a try. If it's about conf- conservation, if it's about taking photos, I'm into that. It's about travel. Those are all things I like. So you know what? You've convinced me. I'm going to try Pokemon. We sold them. We sold them. Mission accomplished. Well, we don't have any more time to waste or for me to be uh, completely insane about. And I apologize (laughs) for my rant and going in hard. Uh, No, that was fantastic. I'm happy that we took the time to convert you. And you are right. No more time to waste. Our guest today is an absolute legend in the gaming industry. He's voiced countless characters that we know and love. You know him as Penguin in the Batman Arkham games, Desmond Miles in Assassin's Creed, the voice of Deadpool, and probably his most notable one, Nathan Drake in the Uncharted series. He is an absolute joy and such an impressive resume, and we had a blast talking to him. Here is our interview with Nolan North. Nolan, thank you for coming. This is such a thrill. Sure, sure. Yes, I'm always so so fascinated to talk about people or talk to people who have been involved in games um, from the early days, back when it wasn't cool or wasn't uh, yeah. you know as as huge as it is as it is today. So, what got you into it? I guess originally, what was your your hook into the the gaming space? I had actually come off a, a television show, and then I was doing like any actor, just kind of bouncing around to different. Um, guest spots and, you know, little three-episode arcs for, like, Six Feet Under and Big Love on HBO. And then every every guy in Hollywood's done a CSI Miami. Um, <laughs> so it's just kind of the rite of passage. And then a friend of mine said, you know, you should talk to my voiceover agent. It was Pat Brady at, uh, at the time and is still is my agent to this day. And um, he said, yeah, you're always messing around with all the voices and accents and things like that go try it. And of course, everybody wants to be in animation at that time. That was the thing. Um, some of my heroes who are amazingly friends of mine today, like Frank Welker and um, Rob Paulson, Jim Cummings, uh, Maurice LaMarche, I mean, so many. And uh, that's what they were doing. And then all of a sudden, there was, a, it was an audition here or there for video games. And, you know, it's, I've always been one of those people and actors like an independent contractor. And there's no such thing as a plumber who will only work on, uh, you know, a toilet. He's going to fix your sink, your shower, your toilet, whatever. Right. So whenever there's a door open to an actor, um, you know, you want to explore that. And here's this new door in video games and gaming. And it was like, uh, hey, do you want to go yell, get down, grenade? (laughs) You know, (laughs) for for four four hours. I'm like, no. And they're like, $700? I'm like, yes. (laughs) And I'm like, you know. And truthfully, it was fun. And the people who were making it were so collaborative and they were, it was fun. It really was. And uh, I used to joke that, hey, you know, I could be home, make nothing and be yelling at my kids or just go down there and yell for four hours and make (laughs) a couple bucks. And then it just becomes work begets work, you know? And and I remember a bunch of people saying, you don't want to do video games? What's that? And then they started doing video games a couple years later. Uh (laughs) And then, then... motion capture started. And for me, that was like, you know, just doing uh, theater. And everyone was like, what are you doing that for? That's ridiculous. You shouldn't do that. Hey, you're making the same and you don't have to put on that suit. And then that blew up. Um, and now everybody's got into that. 
So, um, yeah, I was a, a, a pioneer. Somebody once said you're a pioneer by circumstance. Uh, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So, so I think it's just a matter of um, it, it wasn't anything, uh, wasn't any of my own uh, foresight. It was just necessity and circumstance that, uh, and, and it all, it all kind of worked out. But I, I do think it's it's so interesting because you know you say pioneered by circumstance and you know I, I think I've I've been a, a a long believer in you know luck plays a part but hard work gets oh, yeah. you there you know and you know when Sonny and I were were obviously doing all the research for this you know people know you as Nathan Drake I was surprised to find you play the penguin in in Batman no that's right mate. Oh. It's one of my favorites. And the funny thing is I have to do the face, you understand, <laughs> when I'm getting down there. You got to make that because it doesn't sound. Now it just sounds like, hey, you girls, uh, you girls into rope. Uh, you know, it gets weird if you <laughs> right. take off the accent and the face. It's just weird. You are a chameleon. You are such <laughs> a hard worker. Your, your, your catalog of characters is absolutely spectacular. And you, you talked for... You mentioned just mocap a second ago. Mm -hmm. You know, how has, you know, the mocap of it all kind of informed your process of the voice? You know, we talked to Laura Bailey a little bit about, you know, how she performs in mocap. And I mean, you're wearing a skin tight suit, you know, it's and yeah. you don't have much to work with. How does it kind of inform the process of, of doing the voice? It doesn't. Uh, <laughs> is the best answer. It doesn't. Perfect, you know, um, so with mocap, you're you're just this is what you got um you know it's just it's just that and for me it was always just i i've said this before but it harkened back to when you're a kid um you know we had a treehouse and some days that treehouse was just a treehouse or it was a battleship or it was a spaceship it was an x-wing fighter um whatever we wanted it to be and if in the middle of playing and we were just in it you know, my mom came out and goes, who wants peanut butter and jelly? Nobody was like, damn it. You broke our center. Everyone back to zero. <laughs> Start again. We just were like, yeah, two, four. And boom, right back with the lightsabers. I think mocap and, and performance capture, uh, whatever it's being called these days, <laughs> is, is just your imagination. And if you can just, um, the biggest thing for me is it's all preparation. You just get as prepared as possible with the script, with the context of the scene and everything that you're trying to do, and then just let it go and play. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, when we did, uh, like Laura, who was brilliant, uh, we did Avengers together. And now you got, you know, Troy Baker and Laura, Travis Willingham. The Avengers in real all life. All the Avengers, <laughs> but everybody was, everybody's so great. And yeah. so everybody had done that. Most people had done that before, but it's actually even more fun when it's an ensemble because mm. you're playing off each other and you're doing those things. I think some of the hardest thing that I did in Uncharted was when I was alone. And you're just, you know, you're just, you know, because you're not alone, obviously, and you're just trying to pick up things that aren't there. And But I think that's where the, the beauty of the, uh, the team around you, the director, the, 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 uh, the graphic artist, the, everybody that comes down and says, okay, we need you to you know, look there and we find a point and they're looking at the eye lines and it's just this great collaborative process. And you know that if everybody's paying attention, doing their job, having a good time doing it too, keeping it light, you can, usually you can come up with something pretty special. I've enjoyed every facet of every uh, medium I've worked in. Um, but some of those times on 
uh, on Uncharted in particular uh, were pretty pretty intense. And and remember, we started with nothing, and the last job I did, you know, I mean, full helmet. Oh, the helmets wow. brought in a whole other level of what? Because now <laughs> you're trying to look at you. You know, you're trying to get. I mean, Emily Rose and I had to do a kiss. And you know the cameras come out like this far yeah. on a rank, <laughs> and it's like it's like trying to two football players in their helmets trying to kiss, <laughs> and you got just close enough to the mask, and then they cut, and then you take it all off, and then you'd go in, so they and they'd mark your head with a hat, and then you do the kiss, and they come out, and then they put it all together. It's very romantic. I was going to say that sounds like peak romance. <laughs> well, that's how my wife and I, my wife, I insist. We both wear helmets when we go to bed. Yeah. It's for safety. For safety, really. Well, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a flailer. <laughs> a lot of preparation for the role. A lot of exactly. preparation. Exactly. Yeah, that's such an interesting point, too. And especially for somebody who's been involved, um, you know, with some pretty early mocap, too. Um, mm. how, how else have you seen that develop? The helmets? Um, Gosh, the first one I ever did was called NBA The Life. It was down at Sony in San Diego. And um, they had... They had these giant poles throughout the set, and and I was like, "What are they doing?" And they were putting up <laughs> cue cards, and oh. I, you know, coming from on camera stuff, I had already memorized my script. But everybody else in the it was it was a voiceover actor, and they they were like, "No, of course we're going to read it." Oh. So like, if I'm doing a scene, I'm looking right at you, and I'm saying the lines. They're going. They're looking right at me, going. But their eyes are over here <laughs> reading it and, and doing a great job. But it was just like, this is – and the suits didn't quite fit that well. Uh, we had a basketball, and if, if anybody bumped one of the rigs that hold the camera, oh, no. the whole thing, it'd be, it'd be in, uh, 45 minutes to recalibrate everything. Oh, no. We drank, we drank a lot of coffee during the day. <laughs> I, had a lot of I snacks. Imagine. I imagine. Um, but it was, it, was, it was cool because uh, it almost felt like going on location. It was great. So I, uh, I've always found that, you know, people say when, when you're successful, if, when do you know you're successful? And, and I think what a lot of young actors don't realize is that you're successful in the doing. You're just successful in, in the attempt, the fact that you're doing this. It's, success is the, is the journey, not the destination. And I know I'm not the first to say that. I'm not making that. But, I, you know, it's, and, but it's so true. If you can just be genuinely enthusiastic and love what you do. Every little job is is always taking me somewhere and taught me something. So, um, you've done so much, and and again, like have have brought so many different characters to life. What excites you now at this stage in your career when you're reading a script or you know or you get pitched a character or a story? What do you like to see now in a script or a character that you feel like you can dig your teeth into and kind of work with? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I just like to be excited by the material uh, and the people that I get to work with. Uh, you know, there's been there's been so many. Uh, I've been really fortunate, and you you said earlier there's a an element of luck. There's a big element of luck, and I remember my dad teaching me a long time ago when I first got into the business. He said, "Just remember that the best actor to ever live may still be serving uh, food somewhere," um, wow. and he wow, just never got that break. So stay humble. You know, stay hungry and and just and be grateful. And and I, you, you wonder, it's like like why me? Why did I get this role over somebody else? And it's another great lesson that I I tell people who want acting advice is the fact that 
if you do your work and you you whether it's whether you're going through classes or writing or whatever you're doing to get to where you are, when you know you're good enough, and you go into an audition, and people say, "How do you handle the rejection?" I'm like, "I'm never rejected." Like, well, you get every role you you ever go out for. It's like, no, but I'm not being rejected. I go in on an audition, and uh, whether it's on camera, voiceover, whatever, and I give them what I give them my take. And I need to be proud of that take on the character, that audition, because that's all I'm responsible for. Mm -hmm. And then if I don't get the job, it's not that I was bad. It just means someone was more right for the role. So like with Uncharted, there are a lot of people auditioned. And I guarantee many of them were better actors than me, technically somewhere in some way. But I was the right fit at that time. And, and here I am. So... Today, what excites me is, um, so voiceover-wise, uh, I look for things that are uh, different than any things I, I may have done. Now, you know, obviously a lot of people may want, we want this kind of character, and it's like, okay, well, you know, you know, you, you might, you know, like there may be an, a, a, an Uncharted people going, that's Nathan Drake in a jetpack, <laughs> um, which was called Dark Void, by the way. Was <laughs> I was going to say, where can we get that? Where can we that was a Sony yeah. game that... Uh, we shot, and then we shot Uncharted, and then after Uncharted came out, that came out. It's weird. Um, it's a really hard game, by the way. Um, so voiceover-wise, I'm always looking for something new, fresh, funny. I, I love to do stuff that's funny. You know, mm. I'm doing, I do a couple uh, uh, solar opposites. I do a bunch of just random characters. Um, the new CBS All Access, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks with Jack Quaid. I do a bunch of... Uh, smaller characters on that. And they always throw me some of the funny ones. And uh, Rob Paulson and I talked about this because he and I have both been leads in shows, main characters, but some of our favorite things are just coming in and doing, we need three people. We need a, we need an, we need an auto. Sounds like Jason Statham. That's right. Now it's a little order. Why does he always sound annoyed? Because Jason always sounds annoyed. So I did that. You know, and uh, so we, we you know, played around with that, having fun with that kind of stuff. Wild. Um, one of my favorite things to do is is take, like, do a bad impression. A bad impression, <laughs> kids, is an original character. Oh, <laughs> I love that. So you take a Sean Connery, who might talk like this, and have that. And then all of a sudden, you just put a little bit of a different accent. Like, here's a guy from Georgia trying to do a Sean Connery. And let's tell you something there. Now, that guy, now you just put, uh, like, some hats and some, <laughs> let, the, let the animators do something with that voice. And you're like, now you got an original character. And you're all wow. Done. I want to see Georgian Sean Connery somewhere. I want right? to see him come to life somewhere. Yes. You're all not from around these parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But it's, no, but it's it's silliness, and it's what we did. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, you know, everything you get paid to do is what you got detention at school for sometimes, and yeah, and it all works out. But um, yeah, I think now it's just a matter of uh, on camera wise, I'm looking for nothing like oh the big you know I'm not looking for the lottery ticket. I'm just looking to work that process, and that's why I also love mocap working with other actors because uh, mm -hmm. a lot of times in voiceover you are alone in a booth. And I'm hoping when you know when COVID's up and uh, we get we get moving on it to other things, there'll be some uh, some opportunities. Um, and you know, and if not, it's great. It's just just ride the wave. Just just let let things ride out. You know, uh, I used to say, take the oars out of the out of the boat and just let the see where life takes you. And uh, so far, there have been fewer rapids than than I 
I, I <laughs> would like. So it's been yeah. good. I feel like you have a really good mentality, a really good philosophy, a really good approach just in general. It's because I'm old. It's <laughs> It's called wisdom. You live around long enough there and go, go, I've screwed up for 50 years. <laughs> this is great. Let's go. It's given you a lot of good gems, a lot of good <laughs> gems to hang on to and pass yes. on. Um, and it's led you to, I mean, in, insane roles in a lot of different, yeah. Uh, yeah. again, an, an array of different superheroes. Um, and I, I <laughs> have to ask, out of all the superheroes that you've brought to life and had your take on, who was your favorite and why is it Deadpool? <laughs> uh, it might be Deadpool, to be honest with you. It was a bold uh, assumption, but. Well, uh, well, here's the deal. I, I, was, I leaned sometimes toward Iron Man, but I got to play Iron Man. It was so much fun, but I'm still such a Robert Downey Jr. Right. fan of Iron Man. And so I did my own spin, but... Uh, Deadpool might be my favorite because it allowed me to ad lib and go to the dark recesses of my own brain and the writers who wrote a lot of that craziness for the game, for, for the cartoons that we've done, the animated films. Um, and I got the stamp of approval by Ryan Reynolds back when Ooh. we did Hulk vs. Wolverine, the first time, first yes. time uh, Deadpool ever spoke in any uh, uh, animated feature uh, of any kind was uh, Hulk vs. Wolverine. And so I was doing um, X-Men cartoon and Craig Kyle, who's the producer, called me and he said, hey, so we're doing this movie and the role of Deadpool, you know what that is? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He said, well, we had an actor do it out of the country, but it's, he's great, but it's just not what we're doing. So here's what we're going to do. I'm, I want you to come do it. I said, okay, show up this, at the session and he shows me the scene and I say, okay, where's the script? He goes, just make up whatever you want. Oh. I'm like, what? So that movie's ad-libbed most every line. And because obviously Deadpool's mouth is covered. So <laughs> they gave me the context of the scene and what he said, but just say it how you would say it. And I said, what do you mean? He says, look, Deadpool is you between takes. All the crazy shit you say between takes of the show, yes. that's Deadpool. So, you know, like there's the one thing they're walking through and they see all the clones and like, hey, what do you say after the mission? We go back and kill all those floating babies. It just <laughs> rock a bye, bam, and, and they and I I'm just bullshitting. They kept everything in. Oh my god! And and I was like, awesome. That was it was so much fun. That's so cool. And so apparently, um, Ryan Reynolds, who I think had the rights to the movie way back then, said, "Hey, that guy got it right." And I have Ooh. since uh, talked to him about that, and he's and and I love him. I love what he's done with with Deadpool. So Deadpool, yeah, might be one of my favorites because all the others are just kind of. You know, Superman, we're going to do something. It's just the voice you use when to scare your kids. Um, <laughs> you know, but that Deadpool just... And I think in, that, in the game, we did the voices in his head, too. So there's the more mature voice. And then there's the really one who wants to see boobies. You know, and he's going back and forth. And they said, well, which one do you want to start with? You want to do all the young? I said, oh, no, no, let's just go back and forth in the script. They're like, so they color-coded. Like, yellow was the high, and then Deadpool was red, and then... The much more mature one was blue. So it would be like, like, hey, you guys hungry? I want a pizza. It's not good for you. Shut up. You know, it, <laughs> and, Whoa, and it yeah. sounded so frenetic and frantic. Um, and of course, we had to go back and pick up some things. But it was, it was way more fun It was to do. So yes, good suggestion. Deadpool is absolutely my favorite.
If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Now, when, like, Nathan Drake started blowing up in Uncharted, did you ever, when you were first went in for that realize it would become such a big oh no 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 of course not no i mean yeah. it was just it was just fun you know it was just this this it's this adventure and i remember people were like well it's kind of like a indiana jones i'm like i'm in sounds great yeah and then we started doing it and the people were started talking about oh sony's working on you know it's like it's like the male version of tomb raider haha <laughs> dude raider it's like well no it's not dude i don't i did push for the little short shorts <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They call maybe them ball the, huggers in the business. Uh, but maybe in the movie, maybe we can get Tom Holland into the. Yes, well, I got you know? to go. I got to go visit the set. I got I to go saw down. that. That was yes, tell us it was about very, that. Very, very cool. They flew amazing. me out there uh, all the way to Spain. I got to go visit, Jesus. see him, met with the directors, and it's just like this. You know, they just want all the good feelings. But the great thing about it is, he's a super, super nice kid. Kid. He is. He is a kid. He's what, 23, 24? Yeah. Super guy. Um, big fan of it. Uh, I love the fact that he travels everywhere with his brother Harry and their golf clubs. Yeah, and and um it was just it was just great. It was just uh I, I he's enthusiastic. Um, you know, he's so athletic, you know, he's an amazing dancer. And yeah. they had he actually did a lot of the, you know, with safety harnesses, but he did a lot of the stunts and He's just, his physical um, intelligence is off the chain, mm -hmm. the way he moves. And, you know, where was Nathan? It, it's it's a brilliant idea. Like, you meet Nathan Drake when you play the games in his early 30s. And that's where I was. And then it goes up through his mid-40s, which is where I was. And it's one of the few characters that you get to age with. But where was Nathan Drake in his 20s? Yeah. Rather than have these games, uh, these movies, uh, you know, remake the game into a, remake the movie from the game into like this passive experience where you you just sit there for two hours and go, okay, that happened. I remember playing that and I had 16, 20 hours into it and I was Nathan Drake. But now you're getting this, you're getting this opportunity to see like, well, it's like, it's almost, it's, they don't, they, they don't say this. It's not a prequel, but it's like, here's, here's our version of Nathan Drake, but in his twenties. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's great. And, and you know, um, Mark Wahlberg, another Boston guy. Um, I remember I got in trouble. Somebody said, what do you think about that? I'm like, I don't see it. And then a bunch of people ran. Nolan North doesn't like their choice of Mark Wahlberg. I'm like, he's going to beat me up. 
<laughs> by seeing. We're both from the Boston area, but he's from the tougher part. You know, I was the toughest kid on the cul-de-sac, but he, <laughs> <laughs> no, but the funny thing is, is, uh, I think it's, I think it's a great dynamic. I, I, I do. I just think they're going to, they just have fun with each other. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't know. I know it's, I, did it get pushed? I don't know if it, it's supposed when is to the be. release? I don't know. I, Everything I, I, is in flux these days. Yeah. yeah who knows? Yeah. But yeah. But it was, it was very nice of them, you know, Sony just, you know, kind of a goodwill tour, go out and see. And, you know, I was, I tried to get a part and I came running through the background in, a, in, the, <laughs> in the, in the, in the Bo Derek uh, bikini. And they were like. The short shorts. They were like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what? We're, I think they finally just after like the seventh take, they just said, we'll just, we'll just digital him out. <laughs> Um, it's cheaper it's than okay. doing more takes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. So so I I got to I got to hang out and watch. But um looks looking very, very uh it's gonna be very, very good. I, I hope. I really do. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. and and you know, everybody's like, Oh, you must be pissed, you should have been I'm like, No, no, I I, I you know, it goes back to your earlier question. What do you what do you want? I, I wanna do new stuff, you know? I mean yeah. there's there's a certain time to go. Yeah, that was great. That I did that, and I and I, I'll never. You, nobody can take that away. Um, but now let Tom run with that. You know, nobody owns a character. Right. Uh, let him do his stamp. Put put his his version um, on it. And um, you know, if anything I did in the past inform his choices, great. Whatever. I'm now. I'm just the pop guy with the popcorn. Um, yeah. Going to enjoy a good movie. All right. Well, we like to end every interview with asking our guests favorite game and their least favorite game. Okay, here's a question. Now, yeah. hmm. is it my favorite game and least favorite game that I've played, or can Ooh. I give you my least favorite and favorite game that I did? Ooh, I like both. I, open for interpretation. Okay, so it, games to play. Um, <clears throat> okay, I'll tell you. My favorite games to play were the Lego Star Wars because I played them with my boys. Oh. And we played on the Wii, we played on the PlayStation, and it was just collecting coins, and we got into it uh, when they were that, through wow. that age. And, you know, my one son's about three years older than the other, and the other one came up, and he played with me, so I went through that wow. stuff. So the Lego uh, Indiana Jones we did, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones, the Lego Star Wars, um, that, was, that was probably my favorite because of who I played with. Oh, yeah, a lot of Lego love. Talk about comedy too. Those games are just mm-hmm. so yeah, it's fun. Exactly. So you know, great. you get and and it's just like like my big thing is like I like to go kill Jar Jar because Misa Misa. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> oh, and they're like, no, he's on our side. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I I'm I'm care. cutting him in half. I <laughs> yeah. He just made no Misa Misa Misa. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh just oh god, him and and C3PO. <laughs> no, just uh, just it's like it's like hey. <laughs> the, the things are hard enough without you just making me panic. He's the panic droid. <laughs> okay, I have a problem. Feed him melatonin. It's fine. Uh, can, I also, yeah. can I just say a thing? I love Nolan. Is <laughs> so talented. You don't even need to like say anything. You can just do a vo- like a noise well, that but, a character would make, and it's like that character. But is that's so that's funny. but that's what they did in Lego. They don't really that's say so words. Great. It's just <laughs> you know that was the when. When, when R2-D2 fell off the... Okay. Um, my Insane. least favorite to play... Wild. Uh, Retro Replay, We the, one of the first episodes we did was the, the old Atari Spider-Man game. Oh. 
And that was that was not fun. That was hard. Yeah, and just um, there've been there've been some others, but that 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 one sticks out in my my mind because I I rage quit, and I yeah. didn't know what rage quitting meant, but I got so frustrated. And then they took video of me after when we broke for lunch, trying to still get past the first level. Um, <laughs> that's true. So that was up there. Now, uh, my my favorite game uh, to make of all time, I got to say Uncharted because it was over ten years of my life. You're in wow. the suit. You're doing that. Deadpool's a close second because it was so much fun, um, and and I I mean I I enjoy my work with everybody, um, so and like I said earlier the 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 people you get to work with uh, really um, that's it, it motivates me to you know hey are we going to take this job what's this what whatever um, my least favorite is actually a really good game but it's the only time that I I wouldn't I'm like nah I wouldn't cast me. I wouldn't cast that voice. Uh, cast me doing a different voice, but um, I I got to play the Prince of Persia. And I, get, I think I can talk about it because it was a long enough yeah. ago. But it was like Yuri Lowenthal was the first Prince of Persia. And then they went to, I believe, Robin Atkin Downs. Then they went back to Yuri. Then they went to me. Then they went back to Yuri. It's like, can we not just say it's Yuri Lowenthal's the best <laughs> Prince of Persia? Yeah. Is that fine? Um, but the one I did, it was it was a beautiful game. Uh, Kari Walgren, a brilliant uh, uh, voice actor, she she was so good as Elika. And the game is, I mean, scarves and row. I mean, just it's. And then, you know, and I believe it. It's the Prince of Persia, and he's got this dark look, and you know, it, it could have been something like this. It could have been British, which they ended up doing in the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal, and he had to do the British accent, which I ended up doing his ADR for the commercial. But that's another story. <laughs> But it could have been, or it could have been something like in the Middle East, something that had little flavor, something that it didn't matter, you know, just something that, princess, we must get you to safety. But no, they took, they took Nolan North more, sounded like just out of Iowa, like carpets this thick, princess. And it just (laughs) never matched up in my head with the visuals I got to see. I'm going, could we do that again? He's just not sexy. There's no voice. This what they've animated is this sexy. You want even if you did Spanish, somebody you know, Antonio Banderas, something like this. I am very busy being the Nezonek bee, but I will take time to be the Prince of Persia. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I I live near the Mediterranean, but no, it was just like princess. It was it was, and and I it it frustrates me. Before we go, could you just indulge us and do a Georgia Sean Connery as Prince of Persia? Yes. You see, princess, there's lots of carpets around here. <laughs> and we got to take you all out there so the <laughs> darkness doesn't catch you. <laughs> Y'all will come back now you're here. <laughs> that's, wow! That's like oh what is that? God. That was that's nothing. We need to see. We need to see George and Sean Connery somewhere. Yes, you all come back around now and have some peaches. <laughs> Unreal. Nolan, thank you so much, and everyone. Thank you. Uh, please, please keep your eye on this newcomer, Nolan North. I think up and coming. Yep. <laughs> I got to say, I can't do a Sean Connery, let alone a George and Sean Connery. Nolan is a, is a master, a master at, ever, at all voices. A master at his craft. And if we don't see George and Sean Connery pop up somewhere, I might be a little heartbroken. But uh, in the meantime, while we wait for George and Sean Connery to pop up, check out Nolan's YouTube channel, Retro Replay. 
where he and other gaming industry insiders play games, they chat, they hang out, they tell stories, and a bunch more. That's awesome. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Arsh, you you've got to be careful no. what you shoot. No, okay. All right. Oh, no. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Now, listen, a few weeks ago, we had the incredibly cool Code Miko slash the technician on as a guest. Uh, and it was a fa- such a great interview. And Sonia, I think it really like opened our eyes to the future of gaming and kind of what is possible, right? Yeah. And, you know, as when you evolve you, you and you go on to new technologies, you have to leave some things behind. Mm-hmm. And in gaming, there are a few things I think that need to be left behind. Oh, a few things we could just let's just get rid of them. Let's get rid of them. Okay, we don't need them. What what don't what don't we need in the future of gaming? We've got Code Miko out here live streaming an avatar, a constructed avatar. There are things in gaming we could lose, like our our bodies. Well, get rid of them. How am I going to eat Cheetos? Avatar Cheetos, digital Cheetos. No, it's like that's like those are called puffs, and I don't subscribe <laughs> to that. Puffs. It, by the way, if you eat Cheetos puffs. Turn this podcast off here. right now. We're a crunchy un- fam here. Dissubscribe. What is it? Unsubscribe. Dissubscribe. <laughs> Dissubscribe from this podcast immediately. Um, you're totally right. But okay, so for keeping our bodies in the future, what do you think that we could stand to get rid of? I'm going to tell you right now. Tell me. One thing I absolutely can't stand in games, journal entries. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Like reading them? Uh, anything. Having to fill them out, Ugh. reading them. Wait. When I co- collect pages in a desk, if I open a desk in a game and I see a journal entry, I shut down the game, uh. I burn my computer, and I run into the woods. Wow. So, a quick note I had quite, so I would have been on board with you up until very recently. And just reading in general, like I, I love, I'm a huge Fallout fan, but having to go to all the terminals and if you really want to get into the lore, having to read all the terminals to get everything, to really absorb everything, that honestly, it kind of it, uh, kind of killed it for me. I still love the game, but I just, it, it's an extra step that I don't want to do. But I loved it in The Last of Us. I loved opening Ellie's journal and because it was just, you know, scribbles and her no. thoughts and stuff. No. I loved that. I loved that. No. 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 Okay. No, thank you. I don't mm. need it. Mm. Tell, t- well. Explain the world in a different way. I'm tired of it. I'm over it. Let's evolve. I'm tired of it. No okay. more journal entries, man. All right. I feel like maybe we'll get to a point that it'll, it'll just implant all the info you need to know. It will be like a matrix kind of thing, maybe. We have Code Miko. We have the ability to to be another thing, another person, another avatar. Are Are we looking at digital pages in a drawer and reading? Come on. Get Maybe. Get Maybe. out of here. No journal entries. I'm tired of it. Okay, so no journal entries. What's something that that really that you think we gaming should leave behind? 
Uh, something that we should leave behind. I think any kind of controller, and just if not even from like an in-game, like in the Ooh. game perspective, but in general, because, and that's one thing I loved about the Quest 2 is the hand tracking. The yes. hand tracking blew me away. And as a, a quick tangent, I've been spending a lot of time on Clubhouse. I think I told you about this. It's like audio only, social media. There's different rooms you can join, yada, yada. Um, and one of... I was in one of them and somebody posed a really good question of, they were talking about like AR, VR, everything else in between. All the R's, all uh, R's. Every R that you could think of. Um, and they said, what if you could see a concert through someone's eyes? Like, what if you could have that experience through someone else's eyes? And I'm like, it seems like something that has been in our minds for so long and something that kind of makes sense, but like AR contacts, it just makes sense. What you're saying is, AR contacts, and then you, you're you seeing real life, but also you're seeing uh, something else laid over real life. Right. I tried out, I think it was a couple years ago at E3, they had a demo of the HoloLens. Um, that shit blew my mind because they had a Halo demo where you could walk around. They built this little mini ship area and you could walk around. And as you're walking, it showed the waypoint where you needed to walk on the floor wow. and you could physically in real life walk towards it and it would change and point to a different direction to lead you into a room. And this is like however many years ago. I I give it to me now. Wow. I got to say that well, now. Well, the other thing that scares me is I'm terrible at real life. I know this is, to you and Jen, this is no surprise. And anyone who's listened to this podcast for 10 minutes, I'm a mess. <laughs> I'm terrible at real life. And... I don't really want games to be more real, like real life because I'm good at video games and I'm terrible at real life. So if it becomes like you're really in Halo, I'm dead immediately, every time, every time I'm dead. But that's the thing. So I, I do, there are, like, I love the evolution of technology. I love this stuff. Mm -hmm. But like losing the controller, with the, the when you said that, the first thing I thought was just like, oh no. Like I need, <laughs> like I'm only good at the that's, controller. That's not the response I want. That's not, the, that's, that's not a good for initial reaction. I would say is, oh no. To any technological <laughs> advancement. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that is cool. And 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 I love people like the technician like the technician in creating Code Miko. I mean, I watch Code Miko and everyone, please go to twitch.tv slash code Miko and watch mm -hmm. her. I watch her a lot. And she not only it's not that just just the technology. What's great is she is so creative. Mm -hmm. she, like Code Miko is such a great personality and is so fun. And I think at the end of the day, technology is technology, but it's up to us to utilize it in a great, fun and exciting way. A thousand percent. Well, that's it. That's it for this week. Um, wrapping things up. But boy, you really look like you're you're bubbling at the surface. You have something that you need to say. I don't know if you need to pee or what. Just can you get it out? What? Uh, look, I can't keep this to myself any longer. This week, we taped a brand new Clueless Gamer. Ooh. First one in two years. Uh, it's coming out next week on the show. It's very exciting. Uh, I can't say what the game is. I can't say who the celebrity guest is. Uh, but it was really fun. Uh, we worked really hard on it. And, you know, we wanted you guys, our listeners, to be the first people 
to hear that Clueless Gamer is back. Um, and obviously, we're all very excited about it. And I got to say, it's been like two years since our last one. Conan is no better. He's no better at video games. He's still, he's, it's, he's the worst. He sucks. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be really fun to see. So that'll be uh, this week on the show. And of course, we'll be talking more about it uh, um, on Good Game Nice Try in the future. But yes, big, big announcement. And also, I do have to go to the bathroom also. Go. Go pee. Okay. Go. All right. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Good Game Nice Try is produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Beckton, with engineering and sound design by Chester Guazda. Music, music, music by John Derrick. I was trying to do my Georgian. <laughs> it's better than mine. It's better than mine. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.